1: It's September and so it's Pioneering Month here at Broadcast. Today we've got an interview with Colin Barron and actually you can hear more from Colin about pioneering in our first hangout of the month which will be on Thursday the 8th of September where Colin will be talking about the call to pioneer. And that will be followed on the 22nd of September where we have Matt and Joe Simmons who've moved to Amsterdam with a young family, four girls, and we'll talk about the pioneering family. We'll be interviewing Matt and Joe about their experience. Both of those Hangouts will be at 7.30pm UK time and you can find out more about them at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Today we've got an interview where I'm talking to Colin about bridgeheads. This is part of Colin's philosophy of pioneering. For all the notes on this podcast episode, you can go to www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 43. So here's our interview with Colin Barron. So Colin, one of the things that you often talk about when it comes to pioneering is the need for a bridgehead which as I understand it in military terms is a bit of land that you've conquered in enemy territory from which you can then launch further attacks. Is that what you you mean in church planting situations? How does it apply and what exactly are you getting at when you talk about a pioneering bridgehead for a church planter?
0: Okay, obviously we're not talking about attacks, um, but it is the whole point that... Sometimes you need a place to to land as a pioneer, literally when you 're moving from place to place. Um, I was interested when I first came to Manchester. Uh, a couple uh, moved uh, earlier and uh, basically they found a house and they were praying and asking for a church to be planted, but they knew they weren 't the leaders but What they did is they got a house, they found some friends and so when I felt God call me to Manchester and I knew nobody at that time, theirs was the bridgehead. They'd created a home so we could start a home group straight away, we could start gathering, even before I actually rented a house or bought a house myself.
1: It's interesting that you talk about some people who were already in Manchester who you connected with. Is there a way we can do this intentionally when we're looking to go to new places or are we just looking for those people who happen to be already there and if we can do it intentionally how do we go about doing that Okay,
0: well let's just take a biblical example Uh, uh, when Paul went to Ephesus um, he intentionally took Aquila and Priscilla and uh, asked them to go to Ephesus. And although he journeyed with them there, he basically said, goodbye, I'm going to other mm-hmm. uh, nations, actually. And uh, he said, I'll probably get come back. And uh, basically he left them there to start telling people about Jesus, becoming a bridgehead. And they weren't mm-hmm. going to be the main leaders, it seems, but they actually were going to be where Apollos could come and actually be... Uh, taught. So I think definitely some people will go to a city or a village and in the, they will become a bridgehead. They won't be the leaders. and They'll often say this. They'll say, we'd love a church plan. We're not leaders. What do we do? And I'd say, well, why don't you just go? start, Just open your home up to neighbours. Start praying. And more than anything else, there's a, a room for us when we want to start some meetings to gather in.
1: So if we're not looking for people who end up being the main leader of the church plant necessarily, what are some of the key gifts and qualities that you're looking for in the people who can be the bridgehead? Okay, relationship
0: with those who are coming in afterwards. So that would definitely be true of Quilla and Priscilla. Um, So that would be... Very strong quality. Um, uh, People are not trying to grasp things, so you know it would be very easy if you first went to a place. I mean, think of Aquila and Priscilla; they were there doing the hard work of uh, of digging out a a little group, and then Paul comes in, and they're not even named actually when he when he comes in and has this big work that actually comes. But they obviously were not faced by that. They obviously were rejoicing because they were part of his extended team for many years after that. Um, Hospitable, definitely need to be hospitable. A a bit of faith and prayers. I mean, actually, good Christians.
1: (laughs) Well, I can imagine that not everybody is as gracious as Aquila and Priscilla were in terms of handing over their baby if something started and then some kind of big-name leader comes in and, and wants to take it on. What thoughts do you have on making that transition as smooth and as easy as possible for everybody? Uh,
0: yeah, and if the people, the single, per, the the couple, have done a you know a good job, and things have opened up. Yeah, cause sometimes it could be a little more tricky because actually they might have not thought themselves church planters, and then suddenly they're gathering ten, twenty, thirty people. Um, sometimes I think you just say, God bless you, you're doing a good job. And I think actually it's important to recognise that there might be the grace of God on some people who actually saw themselves as a door opener or uh, in, in, in bridgehead terms and actually find themselves actually gathering. And I think sometimes uh, movements and, and church planters who are coming in after can actually wreck something or hurt something that actually God has got his hand on. And sometimes we've just got to say, well done. (laughs) It gives us an opportunity
1: to go somewhere else. So it sounds like this way of church planting leaves things a lot less clear cut and a lot less defined than some other models. You might end up with scatterings of five and ten people in lots of different places and Kev, kind of looking for, for which ones to invest more resources in and, and which now How do you help people live with the unclarity that can come with that?
0: Okay. Um, I think by not scattering too broad, <laughs> not, uh, not, not over-promising. So I think sometimes if you know um, that it's going to happen, you can, I think I'm, I need to go back into the narrative of... Um, Paul and Aquila, but actually I think he didn't even over promise, if I'm right I need to double check this, that I'm going to come back. Um, so I, I think it's, it's making sure that everything's honest real, that nothing is promised that can't be delivered. I mean Jesus it says when he sent out the 72 it says this, he sent them two by two ahead of him to every town. It's interesting, so he, Jesus used this model. So he had 36 or 35, whichever uh, number that you take from uh, this uh, uh, bit. Um, Actually, places that he said he was going to come to. So that's interesting, isn't it? But they were to go ahead of him. They were bridgeheads. They were going to actually create some space and uh, some um, uh, people getting excited that Jesus is coming to,
1: to town. Very good. So, if we've got any church leaders listening to this who want to uh, start establishing some bridgeheads uh, in the towns, villages, communities around where they are based, what are some tips for church leaders how they could get started doing this?
0: Okay, that's that's a great question, and uh, i have always looked I always think first of all, you've got to have a different mindset. So, so many church leaders are are, are, are working on their church they're, that's their focus so then there's the uh, odd thought let's go and do um something out like there I think you have to take a step back and you start having to work on a region. You have to look at a, 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 a whole area. And, and then as you start taking a step back and not thinking and working and spending all your time trying to make a, ch- a single church work, you have to say, OK, we've got 20, 10, 5 towns, villages in this region. If we start something in each area, my life has to change. And I think that so the leader then has to work on the whole yeah. and not... the one if if he doesn't or she doesn't do that then fundamentally we'll have some people who are very frustrated because they'll be encouraged to start something and really left on their own with kind of mother church which takes 90% of the leadership team's time now I think if a leadership team and a leader can actually take that step back which I think is just a great thing to do and look at the whole of Asia as Paul seemed to do from Ephesus um, you it, it seem to think in regions. Yes. Then I think that would be the big thing. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a leadership shift first, and then immediately start doing that. You see opportunities. Yes. And uh, that's for me. I just look at a place and I see tons of opportunities, and I think, you're living there. Why aren't <laughs> you doing anything? I'll help
1: you. Yeah. So what does that help look like then? So you've identified... Uh, Some people who are living in a certain place, you see the potential for a bridgehead into that place. What are your first two or three moves with that family or couple or person or whoever it is? Um, I think two things. One is I'm
0: intentionally wanting the outcome to be a congregation. So that's I'm thinking, okay, that's the goal, that's where I'm going for, and some kingdom activity. So it's not just a gathering of believers, but it's a community that is actually gathered, that is actually making some impact on their area. I then kind of drill back from that and think, okay, what is in this person? So I had a single girl in Bolton years ago who basically... Um, and we felt let's start in your home and so she said to me what do I do I said well you invite some of your friends and I'll bring a carload of people
1: yeah.
0: and we'll start yeah. and literally that's what she did we invited two friends in and uh, I took a couple up with me yeah. and we met and basically I realised her gift was hospitality so she was happy every week to open her home she didn't really want to run a meeting but she was really happy to invite people she'd lived there a long time and so that's how we started Actually, out of that, we have a church of over 100, bought their own building and planted another church. Taken a lot of time, but... Very
1: good. So just finally, while we've got you on, if we've got people listening who are currently um, recognising a lot of what you say in their own situation, they, they are the bridgeheads into new places, maybe it's fairly isolating, um, or, or they're right in the thick of it. Could you give uh, just a minute or two uh, encouraging those people um, and um, yeah, any any final thoughts for, for our pioneers?
0: Well done, first of all. and uh, We need more of you. Um, one of the things that we do on the Broadcast Network is we run these things called Masterclasses, which is a bit of a sounds like a, an elite title and it's not meant for that. It, it really is knitting people together, networking people together who are in the same boat. And what we've often found is that uh, if you are on a hangout which is uh, like a uh, number of people on the same uh, call on the video call actually sharing where you're at it's amazing how much that helps it's time doesn't take much time so I guess being linked to people doing the same thing finding out what they're doing. Um, is a real help but I just first want to say well done we need more people who want to break new ground
1: yeah well done indeed and if you'd like to find out more about the coaching masterclasses that Colin was talking about uh, there's information and ways to get involved at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash coaching so if you go there you can find out all about them Uh, thank you very much for your time Colin. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Just a reminder about those upcoming hangouts in Pioneering Month. On the 8th of September, we've got Colin Barron talking about the call to Pioneer. And on the 22nd of September, we've got Matt and Joe Simmons talking about the Pioneering Family. Both of those hangouts are at 7.30pm UK time. Also to remind you, you can get all the notes... On this episode, if you want them at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org/episode 43.